Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn growers are fueling research and initiatives that build a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. The Minnesota Corn Podcast introduces you to the individuals who are shaping future ag practices, identifying new markets, and promoting agriculture with the non-farming public. Our guest today is Carrie Sifferath, Senior Director of Global Programs for the U.S. Grains Council. Carrie, today we're going to be talking about the, the grain exchange. And before we talk specifically about how you had to, uh, I know pivot is a term that's being used a lot during the pandemic, but certainly uh, you had to, to make some changes to this event because of the pandemic. But let's just start with an overview of what the grain exchange generally is all about. Well, yeah, normally on odd years like 2020, we have what we call our export exchange, which is an in-person global or a worldwide marketing conference to uh, bring buyers and sellers together um, of, uh, of U.S. feed grains, the so corn, barley, sorghum, and all of their various co-products, including uh, DDGS and, and some other corn co-products. Um, and since we, we knew we weren't going to have a, uh, an in-person uh, export exchange in, in October of 2020, oh, uh, six months ago or so, we started planning for uh, what we call, we changed the name, what we called it our virtual grain exchange to still try and put together a platform for us to reach out to um, global feed grain buyers and also set up a platform for buyers and sellers to have a chance to meet in a virtual exhibit hall. A lot of in-person events have been moved online and I've talked to a lot of organizers that have said, well, the preference will continue to be in-person gatherings. There are some advantages to, to doing events virtually, uh, one being that you can sometimes draw more attendance. Is, is that something that, that you saw with the virtual grain exchange? And, and maybe there were some other benefits along the way. Yeah, definitely. We, you know, normally our, our in-person program every two years, we have roughly about 250, maybe 270 um, international uh, feed grain buyers come and take part in that. Um, in a virtual platform, we were able to, you know, uh, expand who, who we invited and, and who actually attended. So we had about 1,200 people who, um, who accepted or agreed to take part. Um, about 670 of those actually took part in one way or another. Um, about a 55% attendance rate, I guess, which what I understand is quite good in the virtual conference world. And so, uh, that allow obviously get, get our have more people involved, and then even reaching out into kind of the frontier markets, um, you know the East and West Africa, um, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, where we've had some participants in the past, but not a huge showing. So it allowed us to get our our message out uh, in front of uh, buyers in some of these uh, kind of emerging uh, frontier markets like that. Well, sort of summarize that message then, Carrie, from USGC. What what are you telling these current and potential customers? Um, well, you know, our, our conference, everything of, you know, the, the supply of U.S. corn, uh, barley, and sorghum this year, what's, what's going on because of, obviously, COVID-19 and the African swine fever issues and how that's affecting global supply and demand. Um, talking about, you know, we have a very good uh, – uh, corn and sorghum crop coming off uh, this year um, in some much uh, much improved quality over a year ago, um, and, and as a way of making sure that message is out that you know 
despite COVID-19, the U.S. Uh, grain industry is open for business. We're definitely here to uh, meet the demands of, of, you, of the exporters uh, around the world, of the importers around the world, um, and uh, assure them that we do have product and a good quality product to ship them. What kind of collaboration does it take to make an event like this a success? And I ask that knowing that the Minnesota Corn Growers Association participated. I believe they put together uh, a local tour. So what does that look like and how important are activities like that? Uh, well, correct. We had, you know, besides the two-day virtual grain exchange, we had one day, the third day was uh, virtual trade teams. Normally when we bring groups to the U.S. for our export exchange, we do a lot of tours out to the countryside for them to see um, corn harvest in person, for them to see, you know, ethanol production and, and thus DDGS production in person, for them to see how corn um, moves to the river or other marketing channels. And so we had, besides the virtual grain exchange that we had um, for two days, we had a full day of 19 different uh, virtual trade teams um, from around the world uh, take part. And so some of those happened in the in the morning of October 15th, um, and then for our Asian markets, many of those happened in the evening, including we had a, a Japan corn buyers team that virtually visited the, the with Minnesota Corn Growers Association. And so, again, we weren't able to have those in-person uh, tours of taking people out to the farm and seeing the combines working and seeing how good the quality of the corn crop is, but we were able to do that in person. And so Minnesota Corn... Um, as well as many of our other uh, corn checkoff states and, and even sorghum checkoff states did an excellent job of putting together some videos to show firsthand what it's like if they would have been there in person um, and even some videos of, of corn moving to the river and getting loaded and then having actual in-person uh, uh, question and answer and discussion uh, sessions after that so that the, uh, in this case for Minnesota, the buyers, the big corn buyers from Japan had a chance to ask um, questions of, of both producers and uh, originators and exporters directly about the, this year's crop. Whether it's in person or virtually, what are some of the common questions or comments that you get from the participants on these tours? And you could use the, the Japanese delegation as an example. What, what do they want to know about the, the U.S. production system and, and what are they uh, maybe sometimes surprised by? Um, I think a lot of them are surprised by, you know, the, the level of technology that's used uh, out on the farm uh, today. Uh, a lot of them are quite surprised on how much, uh, how large of an operation gets uh, and how much corn, soybeans, sorghum, other products with a fairly small labor force um, compared to what you probably see in other countries. And so th those are some big surprises. Typical questions, you know, they're always wanting to know about quality. You know, we had some corn quality issues uh, because of the long drought out, very wet uh, conditions last fall, um, uh, which caused a lot of drying. And so a lot of them are wanting to know, is, you know, is, is U.S. corn quality going to be better this year? Uh, the answer to that is definitely yes. And we're seeing um, some very good quality of corn coming out of, the, uh, out of Minnesota and other locations uh, compared to a year ago. Um, and then a fair amount of questions this year, even on logistics, you know, we have um, a very strong export market uh, already taking place with, you know, strong buying of both corn and soybeans from China, um, but strong buying of corn from the Mexicans, the Japanese, 
other other places. Uh, uh, corn harvest is way ahead of pace, and so a lot of questions on is the U.S. logistics system ready and able to handle all that. Um, so a lot of discussion around that as well. So. Carrie, you already highlighted the content from the virtual grain exchange. Is it possible for people now to access that online, or what would you recommend people do? Well, there is. Uh, if you were if you were a registered participant to the virtual grain exchange, you do you would have access to the Pathable system to go and and look at the, who the speakers were. Um, probably some point even today, uh, I think, be able to. To see the recordings of those speakers, um, and even the, the presentations are online. Uh, and, and registration was open and free of charge for any and all U.S. Grain Council members. Um, if you weren't registered, you can um, reach out to the U.S. Grain Council, um, even just grains at grains.org email address, um, and we can even even though the conference is ended, we can get you registered so you would have access to our platform to go and see the, the presentations that took place. Anything else that you want to make sure we talk about? Um, you know, just again, the, you know, the great support from the Minnesota Corn Growers and Minnesota Corn Research uh, Council, um, their support of the, of the U.S. Grain Council, um, not only through their, their checkoff dollars, but also through their time and effort um, to support our programs, not, not just the virtual grain exchange and our virtual trade teams, but their support year-round that, that allows the U.S. Grain Council to to operate, to have uh, the people we have on the ground globally to continue to um, move uh, and promote exports of U.S. Uh, corn and cornical products, uh, including ethanol, um, uh, globally on a daily basis. To learn more, visit mncorn.org.